0: Welcome to Candidates of Liberty, a special series from Lions of Liberty dedicated to spotlighting Libertarian candidates across the country. If you enjoy our work, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Lions of Liberty. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another edition of Candidates of Liberty. And today I am here with the Libertarian candidate for the governorship of Kansas. I am pleased to welcome Mr. Jeff Caldwell. Jeff, are you ready to roar? roar yeah all right (laughs) that was a good one jeff and uh before we get really too too much into uh why exactly you're running for governor why don't we just start off with finding out a little bit more about how you first became a libertarian why are you involved with the libertarian party
1: sure so i i actually am a former democrat which is kind of rare i guess within the libertarian party so um i've always believed in civil liberties bringing the troops home um i Discovered the medical benefits of cannabis starting in high school. So on the Internet. And so um, so, you know, I've always been like the left ideology of the Libertarian Party. And then 2008 happened, the crisis, the economic crisis. And then I discovered Ron Paul. And that's when I discovered Austrian free market economics, Peter Schiff, Tom Woods, Judge Napolitano. And all of the crew behind the scenes um, that, that, you know, we learn about as we delve deeper into the Libertarian Party. Um, you know, so once I discovered the economics part of Libertarian ideology, that's when I started to become more aware of why it's important to get the government out of our lives um, e- economically. So, you know, I, I actually was on the Obama train. Um, until September of two thousand and eight, and there was a watch party that my friend hosted at his house with his parents um, uh, early on in his college career and He asked me to come over to watch the the forum and it was an Obama thing it was a democratic thing through a local community college so After that was over, I actually showed up to the watch party with Thomas Jefferson quotes saying, we need a revolution every 20 years. And, you know, all these revolutionary quotes that our founding fathers have in the books. After I gave my speech of why we need to abolish the Patriot Act, bring the troops home, legalize cannabis, you know, all that fun stuff, my one of my best friend's mom's like, hey, um, everyone needs to go home and research um, all the candidates who are on the ballot or still running to make sure that they are aware of all of the stances of all of the people. So that was the time that I went home and I started researching Ron Paul. And, you know, the very first video that I saw was him saying, if Obama was for change, he would legalize all drugs, bring the troops home, and in the Patriot Act. I'm like, I can't believe that this Republican guy is standing up there saying these things. Right. <laughs> so that's that's when I um, became aware of the, libert- the entire libertarian uh, ideology. But in 2010, we had. I live in the third district uh, congressional district in Kansas, and so. In 2010 and ten there was a um third district coordinator for libertarian party of kansas who decided to run for congress united states congress and she was not able to maintain her position within the libertarian party of kansas so one of my friends came up to me and said hey jeff you should volunteer to take over the position so starting in 2010 that's when i became an executive member within the libertarian party of kansas and that's when my political um aspirations started to occur and I've run for office multiple times. I've participated in uh, being a volunteer for multiple campaigns. So, you know, that's kind of how it started, and that's where I am today.
0: All right. So uh, as, as has happened with many people, Ron Paul kind of blew your mind open and, and let you realize that there are more options out there, more different ways to think than that simple Republican-Democrat paradigm. Uh, and uh, as, as you mentioned, you've been involved in the Libertarian Party. You ran for office several times. So why right now did you decide you run for governor of Kansas? What made you realize this would be a good time to run for that, that high level of a position?
1: So I've been very outspoken about the corruption found within the two-party system and how Topeka does not represent the average Kansan. It was kind of interesting to me when multiple people from outside of the political spectrum came up to me and said, Hey, I want to vote for you in November for governor of Kansas, or there's nobody representing me on the ballot running currently I want you to put your name in the hat and run for governor of Kansas. So um, there were dozens of people that came up to me and said this. Um, and they were people that surprised me. There were people that I didn't realize uh, were paying attention to uh, the things that I was saying. So that's when I gave credence to their request. And that's when I decided to put together a campaign team, which was actually very easy to do. Um there was a handful of people that came together to create our core group of volunteers. and we put together a website, launched our um, uh, bank account, and filed to run. So it was very simple. And um, you know, it was the demand of the people. So I decided to, to put my hat
0: in the ring. Jeff, why don't you tell us a little bit more about uh, your race specifically? Who are your opponents and uh, how are you kind of um, able to get your name out there and get the Libertarian Party name out there in a race where, as almost every race across the nation, it's mostly – most of the attention is on a Republican and a Democrat.
1: Yeah. So there's actually five candidates on the ballot for governor of Kansas this November. There's me. There's the Republican Chris Kobach. There's the Democrat Laura Kelly, and then we have two Independents. One is Rick Clouse, and the other is Greg Orman. So there's a lot of people that are competing for votes um, this this cycle. And the Republican, um, I'm sure a lot of people know who Chris Kobach is. He wants to. He he helped uh, form the infrastructure of deportation of illegal immigrants at the federal level. Uh, help prevent Muslims from coming over uh, to our country. Um, and I mean, he, he actually created the stop and frisk bill in Arizona. So he's, he's well-renowned, renowned, uh, nationwide. He appears on Fox a lot. Um, you know, and Laura Kelly's been a career politician. She's been in Topeka for a very long time. Uh, I think it's about 14 years. So she's been up there for a while. Um, Rick Cluse is a pastor. He's a, uh, disenfranchised Republican. Um, and so he, he doesn't embrace all of the aspects of, of the Libertarian party. And then Greg Orman is a former Republican and a former Democrat and now an independent. He's run, he ran for Senate as an independent candidate in 2014. Um, he's very wealthy. Uh, so he's very connected with the business industry. Um, so, He also has liberal ideology as well. I am the only candidate on the ballot that actually is running to fully legalize cannabis. None of the Democrats or the independents believe in that. Um, I will be the only candidate that is pushing to pardon all nonviolent cannabis offenses so I am able to bring the issues from the left and the right together. I want to cut government spending responsibly I want to cut taxes um, I want to abolish the tax on food and water I want to lower private property tax um, and then I, I want to start uh, abolishing the income tax but you know I want to focus on people that um, have lower, paying jobs. And one idea that I have is the tax-free tips. So let's abolish the income tax on servers and waiters. Uh, and then as we responsibly cut government spending, I would like to work in abolishing the income tax completely in Kansas. But as I keep saying, we need to cut government responsibly because what Brownback did, my, uh, predecessor if I am elected. Uh, he he actually cut taxes first and then um, started to cut government spending afterward, and the legislators actually did not come up with a budget that would balance with the amount of taxes that were cut. So, um, it needs to be done in reverse. Just how Peter Schiff says, he's like, you can't cut taxes without cutting government spending first. That's the most responsible way of doing it. Um, we need to create, um, a surplus of revenue, for the uh, incentive to cut taxes. Now the state of Kansas is $3.2 billion in debt. So um, we need to cut spending fast. And uh, I don't think any of my opponents are even talking about the state of Kansas being $3.2 billion in debt. Um, But we're getting our message out there through social media. Um, I have merchandise that has cannabis leaves on it. We have merchandise that has, uh, a statue of Liberty holding an AR 15 style rifle. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, and we have the traditional campaign stuff too. So you can have your option out of three different types of merchandise that you can choose from. Uh, but you know, we had a post that reached about 500,000 Kansans on 420 because of the, the cannabis leaves being on my merchandise. So, you know, we, we are reaching Kansans. Um, I've reached about uh, 1.5 million Kansans so far on Facebook um, this, this cycle. So our name's getting out there. Um, we, we, we do need a lot more money in order to, to reach people with the traditional methods of advertisement. But, um, the best way for our campaign to reach most people is through social media and the internet. So that's been very friendly to us and we will continue to use that avenue. Um, as the election rolls along, uh, more and more media outlets are reaching out to us and we are filling out tons of surveys. So not only are we using the social media aspect, but we actually are filling out the surveys that we receive in the mail as well. Um, you know, don't, don't skip the surveys. Those are super important, you know, so we're, we're, we're plugging along, man.
0: And as you mentioned, I think that is an example I've heard often of the state of Kansas where they cut taxes and then a lot of people will say, well, look at Kansas. They cut taxes. It was a disaster. And as you pointed out, when you just cut taxes and you keep spending like like there's no tomorrow, it's not going to be a good result. So h- how are you connecting with people uh, sort of on the campaign trail about that issue? Are you able to kind of point them in that direction and saying, look, it's not, it's not the tax cuts themselves that are bad. It's the fact that we're just cutting taxes and still spending as if the taxes you know, were never cut at all.
1: Well, you know, actually, I, I don't really talk about it like that because they will connect me to Brownback right, 2.0, right. which people don't want uh, at all. So what I do is I talk about how the government subsidizes businesses. So um, right now there's actually a company in, in Wichita, Kansas, that receives checks in the mail to hire people. Then they turn around and fire people, and then they receive another check in the mail, like millions of dollars, to hire more people and fire more people. Um, so that's an example of the cronyism that's going on in Topeka that I want to abolish. I talk about the secret backdoor deals that influences the, influence the way politicians vote. Uh, Through pork barrel spending. So the pet projects that wind up being in the politicians back doors uh, People are very receptive of cutting the cronyism and the uh, pork barrel spending So I talk about responsibly cutting government spending first Um, I want to uh, I also talk about turning the drug issue into a uh, medical issue instead of a uh, criminal issue. And that resonates as well, because that would free up um, resources within our uh, prison industrial complex to allow for more violent criminals to be arrested. And uh, we would have less innocent people locked away. So people resonate with certain issues, instead of just trying to, um, you know, push the the blanket statements, uh, I I try to use specifics and people really resonate with the message uh, of cutting spending responsibly and then cutting taxes. So they get it. And one of the questions that they ask is, well, how are you going to um, make up for the tax revenue lost if you abolish the tax on food and water? And then that's when I start talking about how we have to cut government spending. So that's, that's how it goes. And, you know, um, I actually participated in a forum um, a couple of weeks ago and, I actually said that the the same policies that Brownback implemented at the state level of Kansas is being implemented at the federal level right now, where we've seen a a big tax cut for corporations and and wealthy individuals, but yet they keep increasing government spending. So uh, the the economic outcome of what's going on at the federal level is going to be a disaster.
0: Well, Jeff, as you know, uh, libertarians are often... Very opinionated on many things. Um, I'm I'm curious, since you've been involved in the Libertarian Party uh, all this time here, uh, it sounds like almost a decade or so, are there any Libertarian positions or viewpoints that you don't know if you're fully on board with or anything that you question uh, party-wise or anything that you might diverge from? You know, I, I think that we need
1: as a party to try and be as receptive to the public as possible so I can understand, like the radicalism. I, I get it. However, I am a pragmatic libertarian who believes in uh, implementation without having repercussions. So I think that we need to have more of a viewpoint where we implement freedom over the course of time, which is what the communists and socialists have done to our country is slowly implement their ideology incrementally over the course of time. We need to incrementally reverse it. So um, I think, uh, you know, the branding in terms of our message, the deliverance of our message Um, I think, needs to be a little cleaner um, from certain aspects of the factions within the Libertarian Party. Um, I I would like to see more of a positive receptance of the Libertarian message. So, I I mean, I'm not going to say that I I would support, you know, the Bill Weld uh, message, but I think that we need to look at Uh, specific issues to move forward on and tackle them um, instead of using your broad blanket statements. Because when I take the I side with quiz, I I actually score like a 96 or 98 percent with the Libertarian Party. So I agree with pretty much everything that the platform stands for. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I, I think that uh, we, we need to work specifically on certain issues and tackle things from an individual liberty standpoint uh, and moving the needle forward instead of trying to be all or nothing.
0: So it sounds like your, your main divergence from a lot of, of libertarians is more kind of strategic and, and messaging more so than, uh, you know, disagreement on the principles themselves.
1: Yeah, Definitely. Yeah, because I agree with the libertarian principles.
0: All right, Jeff. Well, I really uh, appreciate you coming on and telling us a little bit more about your campaign. Uh, Before I let you go, why don't you let everybody out there know how they can find out more about your campaign, how they can help out. Maybe toss in some bucks.
1: Sweet. So my website is caldwell dot com. That's C-A-L-D-W-E-L-L-F-O-R-K-A-N-S-A-S.com. And, uh, my Facebook page is just type in Jeff Caldwell, comma, I, I, cause I am the second. Um, and then my Twitter handle is Caldwell for Kansas and that's F O R K A S.
0: Jeff Caldwell, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much, Jeff, for coming on taking the time to tell us a little bit more about your campaign. I wish you the best of luck. Keep up the great work. Keep on roaring.
1: Thank you very much, man. Have a great day.
0: All right, gang, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Jeff Caldwell running for the governorship of Kansas as a libertarian, one of the many great candidates of liberty we've had the chance to interview here on this program, known as Candidates of Liberty, one of what is now currently four shows you can find on the Lions of Liberty Network here. Just got to hit that subscribe button and you'll get it all. You'll get me, Mark Claire, every single Monday, Conducting interviews with leaders in the libertarian movement, as well as fun roundtable discussions in the form of libertarians in living rooms drinking liquor. You also get Brian McWilliams every single Wednesday when he hits you upside the head with his sometimes vulgar dose of comedy, culture, and liberty on Electric Liberty Land. And of course, John Odermatt wraps things up every Friday with his hard-hitting look at the broken criminal justice system on felony Friday. And of course, as you know, because you're listening, we also have this Candidates of Liberty spinoff program that we've been very excited to bring you. You can actually find the archive now if you miss any of these shows. We have a very special archive page for Candidates of Liberty that you can find over at lionsofliberty.com slash candidates And a very special announcement, because we have been so inundated with requests for interviews for this program, and there are just so many great candidates out there, and of course, we're still not going to be able to get to even a tiny percentage of all the great libertarian candidates running for office across the country. But we're going to do our best to get a few more in. And because of that, starting this week, starting two days from now, this show is going to be twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays through the end of October. Of course, most of these elections, the votes are going to be held on November 6th. So we'll be winding down. And then uh, the fate of this particular segment on Lions of Liberty will be TBD. But if you do enjoy the work that we're doing, if you enjoy all our shows and want even more content, head on over to our Patreon over at Patreon. Patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty for as little as $5 a month. You can join the Lions of Liberty pride, help support our program, help us grow the show, and... Get access to tons of exclusive bonus audio and video content. We've got the Degenerate Gambler's Weekly Program, The Conspiracy Corner, a monthly dive into all sorts of conspiracies, as well as the League of Liberty podcast, which I do every month or so with our good friends, Roger Paxton of the Lava Flow podcast, Chris Spangle of We Are Libertarians, and Johnny Adams of Blast Off with Johnny Rocket and Raylene Lightheart. All great programs you should should be checking out. You can hear all of that and so much more bonus content by heading over to patreon.com slash lionsofliberty. Tune in for Brian on Electric Liberty Land tomorrow. And of course, like I mentioned, another edition of Candidates of Liberty this coming Thursday. Until next time, live long and live free, kids.